Welcome to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Each week, we'll be bringing you conversations about the mission of the Salvation Army right here in East Tennessee. For more information about the show and the work the Salvation Army is doing here in Knoxville, Tennessee, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org forward slash BTS, or you can visit SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. My name is Ron, and I'm hanging out with some great people today, and it's very exciting. I have to my left. I'm just going to go around the table. It's just so Ron today. It's not it, like Ron Day. It's it can be Ron Day. I guess they all just know you so. My well alter by ego. Now. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy to to have these folks around, especially Major Cameron Henderson, who is immediately to my left. And then around the table, we have none other than the Knoxville City Mayor India Kincannon joining us today. Thank awesome. you very much, Mayor, for yeah. joining yeah, us. Yeah, glad Thank you for having me, Ron. All the way around the table is also Beans, the official co-host of the Salvation Army Behind the Shield. Mm-hmm. Or Janine, a.k.a. Whichever. Okay. Well, uh, Janine, actually, you are starting things off today with Mayor Ken Cannon. You I have am. a question for her. This has to do with uh, her background. Yes. Because right? um, you were curious about that. I was. Just... Um, <laughs> How did you get to become mayor? Like, what made you decide to take that road? Yeah, well, you know, when I was a girl, I I never knew any women who were in elective office, never had any role models in that way. I never thought I'd run for office, frankly. But I, uh, you know, have been in public service and in various fields, nonprofit sector. I was a teacher. I moved here. with my husband, he got a job at University of Tennessee, and we moved here with a six-week-old child, and uh, had another baby a couple years later. And and uh, in 2003, there was an open seat on the school board, and I was very oh. um, committed to public education. And with my background in teaching and public policy, oh. I decided to throw my hat in the ring. And um, I was fortunate to win and and serve 10 years on the school board, uh, including as chair, and. Then I uh, worked for Mayor Rojero uh, and saw I had a front row seat to her work leading the city. Mm-hmm. And we have term limits here in Knoxville for, for uh, mayor. And so when she couldn't run again, I decided to throw my hat in the ring. And um, I was able to win. And, and have I, I love being mayor, and I love the opportunity to serve. And, and also, particularly, uh, Knoxville is just a great city. It's a, it's a great time to be here. Where are you from? Like, what uh, you came here from where? I grew up in Virginia, uh, okay. Loudoun County, Virginia, sure. and uh, moved around. I've lived in eight different states, uh, you know, with my husband and me moving around for different jobs and educational opportunities. But I've lived, uh, we've both lived in Knoxville uh, longer than any place we've yeah. ever lived. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up all in one place, but, you know, in your 20s, you sort of move. I, we moved around quite a bit, but right. we've been here since 2001, uh, right here in North Knoxville, uh, not too far from uh, Salvin, Salvation Army's uh, uh-huh. headquarters, and and we have been pleased that what great neighbors you all have been uh, to to the nearby neighborhoods as well. Well, that's neat. Wow. Yeah, the whole effort was to eventually get to University of Tennessee and that's right. in Knoxville, <laughs> right? right? That's that's where you're hoping for. You know, for. my first uh, memories of Knoxville is certainly uh, Pat Summit and the mm-hmm. Lady Vols. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I was always uh, I was a basketball player as a kid, and you know that's what put University of Tennessee and Knoxville on the map for me. And now that I'm here, I know that, uh, you know, Lady Vols are awesome, and we have so much more going on in this community and and UT-oriented, but also, um, you know, in the small business. We're the maker city. Um, And we also are so blessed to have so many um, people who care about our community and our faith-based, 
you know, I, I've never seen a community that uh, gives so much, and, and the Salvation Army is just one of many organizations that um, manifest that every day. So we're really mm. grateful for that. Wow. Yeah. That's well, awesome. You have term limits. So at some point you say, I, I would love to keep going forever, but I can't with mayor. So what do you think? What's I mean, not to get all political, but just what do you think? Are you loving this and saying, I can't, I love it and I can't wait to stop? Uh, or are you saying <laughs> at, at some point, uh, I want to go to something next? Well, right now that? I'm running for re-election yeah, and, and right. I hope that the people yes. will have me for a second term. I love being mayor. I love local government because it's nonpartisan, because it's very, uh, you know, the problems are right there. There are neighbors. People hold me accountable when they see me at the grocery store, at the post office. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, but also... They say, oh, you you know, I, I saw that you were working to fix this issue on housing, on homelessness, on crime, and I appreciate the progress we're making. And right. so people are much less likely to sort of troll you when they, they know I'm part of the community too. Right. So local government is uh, a fantastic way for, uh, it's my preferred way to serve. And, um, you know, so, so that's all I'm looking at right now. Yeah. I, I really do. This is my dream job, and um, I'm proud of our progress, but, you know, looking forward to continuing to yeah. keep things moving forward. Yeah. Well, yeah. you all have been a great oh, – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ron. Well, well, you had mentioned that you came from a, a teaching background. Mm-hmm. Janine actually heads up our homework club. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's, Are you? Yeah. I mean <laughs> – I'd rather yeah. Janine yeah. say it than you say it. So. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Well, I was going to throw that in there. Um, I didn't know that you had a teaching background. That's awesome. Um, that's something that's um, very big to us at the Salvation Army here in Knoxville. We have our after-school program, and um, we really push um, you know, academics with the children in our program. And that's so cool to know that that's been such a big part of your life. Right. I, I loved uh, my short time as a teacher, um, but also on the school board, you know, helping kids. I've been PTA president at, at Beaumont Magnet Academy and wow. very active in the parent organizations at, at my child's, you know, my kids' middle and high schools. And um, I really appreciate what Salvation Army uh, does for families because, uh, you know, some people, their organizations are geared, you know, towards helping adults only, but you guys really uh, have the capacity and mission to serve uh, families experiencing homelessness and, and uh, tutoring and education is is you know so important. So yeah. I'm glad you all work yeah, on that too. Deal. Your um, the city's been helpful in in helping us launch a program called Pathway of Hope, um, really aiming at the whole family to mm-hmm. break a cycle of poverty for that family. And you helped us with a pilot to start with a few families. We're pushing that now in all six of our counties to try to do that with um, to connect with about 600 families now. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, some of them will go on to the the whole program. But uh, thanks to you all for your support and help to uh, help us try something new, and uh, and it's continuing to go forward. And one of the things we're finding, like what Janine was saying, is the 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 kids, and we know this from studies, but the kids are coming to us having gone through so much, and their grades are just deplorable and and you, they might be tempted to give up but if we can change things um yeah. and help them get to that third grade level and help them keep pushing towards graduation we can change what poverty might look like in yeah, in our community so thanks to you all for so that's help. Co- the pathways to hope that i mean that's yeah. a perfect name yeah and i think uh education and empowerment and giving people that hope because it can be discouraging especially as a child if you haven't known anything mm-hmm. else, you might right. think that you're a lost cause, but yeah. you know, Salvation Army's making them realize that's not true. Right. Yeah. 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 
Well, uh, there is a. Uh, I actually read an article, and and you were quoted. Good for you, there. Ron. I did. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I do that Wait, from time to time. I had a picture. I, mm-hmm. You can read. Well, I've been going to homework club. <laughs> wow. That's and right. It's really been helping. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, you, you were quoted in this article as saying homelessness doesn't acknowledge zip codes, mm-hmm. which I thought was a mm-hmm. was very well said, um, because there's. This has to do with the effort that has been launched, and and uh, one of one of us I know is going to bring up the Office of Home yeah. Stability, uh, but uh, but you quoted you've been quoted, and that's just I love the way it's stated because it helps us realize this isn't an inner city problem. This is a this is a Knoxville Knox County problem. Yeah, it's uh, you know homelessness is affecting everybody across the country, and right. and Knoxville's no exception. But I'm really pleased that Mayor Jacobs uh, from Knox County and I are joining together. Mm-hmm. We're we've created a joint office on housing stability mm-hmm. uh, because homelessness is just one most extreme part of the of the of the spectrum of mm-hmm. housing stability issues and obviously if we can prevent people from being evicted uh, or you know help them you know uh, you know something as, as small as like 500 or $1000 or maybe even uh, you know 1500 bucks to help people avoid getting evicted can really be a difference maker. So housing yeah. stability is avoiding eviction, but it's also, you know, you know that coordinated effort. So we have all these nonprofits who, uh, and, and churches and other groups who want to help. So how do we coordinate in the way that optimizes the people and families with with the needs get get what they need, um, the most acute people get you know the needs that they need first, um, and, and we don't duplicate services or mm-hmm. or or counteract them you know because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a collective effort, and uh, so I'm really grateful for Knox County's uh, collaboration on this. Um, Erin Reed is going to be the first executive director, mm-hmm. and she has awesome. her her backgrounds with the health department, and um, right. she's been leading the effort on, um, you know, substance misuse issues, which, of course, is uh, a challenge among many of our chronically homeless in particular. Yep. Um, yeah. So her knowledge of that is going to be great. So, um yeah, unity and collaboration, whether it's between government and nonprofit or even within among governments, um, that serves the community uh, well, for sure. Yeah, Erin's yeah. been a great um, help to us. She helped us get started uh, with the health department, the um, COVID shelter for folks who, who don't have homes if they needed to quarantine um, all of last year. So we got to know her through that and then started to discover that her her work was for substance misuse and we were trying to get our program started for um substance misuse which we hope to launch in in June July space okay. so for um for for men in our as part of our programs and so it was neat to have connecting with her and then to hear that she was going to take on this new seat so we're excited about that partnership with the city and the county heads together working together and um I I think it's great for our community. Well, one silver lining to the COVID pandemic is it showed us what we can do when we have to. Yeah. You know, we can help people uh, in in extreme situations. We can collaborate. Yeah. We can find we can find a way. And so uh, I think that's been um, really helpful. Yeah. The crisis can be empowering. Yeah. You, yes. Your team, I want to say also, thanks again. Um, your team, um, Sean Griffith helped yes. us in, in the in the 
the cold. I won't even say cold snap. That was crazy. Mm. It was um, really extreme at Christmas. At uh, Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah. And and helped us put, and, and your funding, so thank you, helped us put together that warming tent, just kind of, you all I don't provided know, the space throw and, it together. And the staffing so, and, praise and, the and Lord. we, you know, helped get it, uh, get it out there. And I'm, I'm positive that that saved lives. You yeah, know, no it was doubt. really 100%. cold. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful that Salvation Army is always there for yeah. people in an extreme weather, we have those uh, white flag days, whether it's really yeah. cold or really hot. And so, and on Christmas, when you guys are doing so much already, um, wow. you know, I'm, I'm really glad we were able to make that wow. happen. I appreciate that. Uh, team, uh, it's always a team effort, right? Yeah. I saw your your police department going around saying to folks, you have to wake up. You have to move. You can't. You're going to die if you stay yeah. right here. So yeah. so kudos to them, everybody. Are caring and compassionate. Man, I know it. It's and, a tough uh, job. You know, they are often um, on a first-name basis with some of the people who yeah. are chronically homeless. And, um, you know, we, we try to direct them to Salvation Army and other partners so they can get the support they need. So, you know, yeah. thanks for having have, being the place we can direct people to. <laughs> well, Sean Griffith was great to work with as well. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he really helped uh, coordinate a lot of that uh, as well. I worked I got to work directly with him a lot, got to know him as a person. And uh, as an individual, he's a very caring person and really cares for the folks that mm-hmm. are in that situation and really helped us get all that done yeah. in, in order. And he, he's going to be part of the Joint Office on Housing Stability as well, uh, because he's a, a very strategic, big picture thinker. And so mm-hmm. we need someone, uh, you know, to help Aaron deal with the, understand the day-to-day, you know, frontline work, but also how do we coordinate it and, and build those ties. So, you know, Salvation Army, VMC, CARM, all the various church groups mm-hmm. Work work together mm-hmm. uh, to maximize how we how we get people housed. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And it's a and it's a big picture. You're exactly right. I mean, the the seniors who come either worship with us or come to programs, they they always talk about it. They're housing and they're anxious and they're concerned about this or rent's going to go up. And some of them stay in in housing programs and others just on their own. And but it's it is a whole picture from seniors to those who we see who don't have a home to live in to the children we talked about. It's all inclusive, and so it's enormous. Right, it's and enormous. one thing that I am a firm believer in is that, you you know, the right policies are important, uh, and, and obviously resources are important, but it's the number one thing to help people get back into housing and hope is those relationships and trust. Yeah. And, and so whether that's tutoring, whether that's, uh, you know, faith-based services and so forth, uh, you know, those those trusting relationships is what's really going to get people uh, the help they need to access to the housing and counseling and so forth. Well, we talked about some of the things that are coming up for us, the expansion of Pathway of Hope and the drug and alcohol recovery program that we're hoping to launch this. We got a grant for it. So we're hoping to push forward. We need some help finishing the grant, but so we're developing the rest of that, but so it's going what are, what things are coming for the city that you're excited about, or for you personally? Yeah. You know, guess what's happening to me and my family. So, <laughs> um, what what are you excited about? Well, up? I mean, there's a lot of positive things happening. I'm I'm really excited about um, transforming Western, which is mm. a, a project that the, mm. the city and KCDC and many private partners are are working to revitalize the Beaumont Western Heights uh-huh. community. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, kids both went to Beaumont, and we live nearby, and um, there's a lot of amazing people who live there, but their community is not some something that, you know, physically has gotten the attention and investment it deserves. So this is going to be, uh, the city's putting in $26.2 million. HUD, we weren't, you know, KCDC won a, a $40 million grant. The whole project's going to be over $200 million. Mm. So, but it, it's not just about 
new housing. We're going to have a, a destination park there. The art center is going to be there. Um, and, and it's going to become a, a choice neighborhood where you can be, have access to jobs and opportunity and high-quality housing where it's easy to pay your utility bills and, mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. So I'm excited about that. We're, we're creating more permanent supportive housing, as you all well know. Um, a roof over your head is, is part of it, but a lot of our chronically homeless people need extra support. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah. we're opening Caswell Manor for 57 mm -hmm. uh, formerly homeless people. We have a ribbon cutting coming up, I think, right? Yeah, Can't later remember. this week. Yeah, I thought uh, so. So yeah. come on by. Yeah. Uh, you're invited. Um, also, we just approved funding to help um, finance Callahan Flats, which is right. uh, Knoxville Leadership Foundation mm -hmm. is going to be opening yeah. up more permanent supportive housing. I think some 80-some uh, units, including some for families. Oh. Again, Salvation Army is one of the you know, organizations that serves families instead of just uh, adult, single adults. So I'm, I'm pleased that Callahan Flats is going to have housing for mm. families as well as um, adult, single people. So it's great. Um, yeah, a lot of good things happening. Plus, you know, we're moving forward with, um, you know, stadiums and, and festivals and, and uh, you know, other other things. But housing, housing, housing is the name of the game, though. You know, we need more housing to be built for um, for people experiencing homelessness, but also just people who cannot find an apartment or a, a first-time mm -hmm. home buyers. So that's certainly something that I'm going to be very focused on in the years ahead. Yeah. Okay. What we talked a little bit about um, sports when we came in your yeah. office. That was off the record. Now you're on the record. So <laughs> yeah. which team are you most excited to watch this coming season? Or are you in the middle of season? So it's baseball, then it's coming to football. Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, or ladies um, basketball, you know, we mentioned, all that. I've always been a, a player of sports and a fan of sports. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been season ticket holders for the football and basketball team for many years. We love the Lady Vols. I love the tennis team. Um, you know, baseball has been really fun. I don't. I'm a. Uh, I love our our professional soccer team, One Knox. Uh, we have that. It's the first I, first time I, ever. I need to get to know yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. They're, cool. this, yeah this year they're playing um, at Regal Stadium on UT cool. campus, but really? in our new mixed use stadium, they're, that's going to be their home base. So I think soccer uh, is a yeah. is a sport on the rise. Um, we're lucky that we have so many options. The ice yeah. bears are really ice fun. Bears, yeah. I'm, a, I'm I'm a believer. In, I, I like to watch and and uh, participate in all kinds of sports. You love I, the fights at hockey. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, right. that's what I understand. I, I'm also. I, I mean, just one thing I'm excited about is our urban wilderness. I, yeah. I love getting out oh, on the yeah. trails. I feel like that's good for our mental health, our our physical health. Mm -hmm. I like mountain biking and just walking the dog out there. If you yeah. haven't had a chance to experience our, our trails out in the woods. It's unique to Knoxville that you can be in the heart of the city and feel like you're almost in the Smokies at the same time. Yeah. That's right. That's awesome. That's great. Would you say for the audience what you said before, that was probably my good luck charm that's helping. <laughs> well, ever since you came to Knoxville, <laughs> yeah. um, UT Sports has been thriving. So oh, you, stop. You better okay. stay. Please. Don't change a thing. Wow. Mm -hmm. Keep it up. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is why we came here Did you today. share? Uh, Did you share who... Who you root for when it comes basketball season? University of Tennessee. Right. That's okay. Good wow. answer. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. It's a little bit of an avoidance, but I appreciate mm -hmm. that. That's good. Anyway, until I moved here, I loved uh, and I still do. I uh -huh. love uh, Duke Blue Devils. I'm, I'm, oh, because yes. I grew up in North <laughs> Carolina. So sorry. Wow. I but might have to, but Tennessee whooped us. <laughs> but Tennessee whooped us uh, <laughs> this uh, this season. So yeah, we're well, done. My, my wife's a Duke fan as well. So they okay. you know, she 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 really loves Major yeah. Cam. We fell short, and Tennessee yeah. went further. So. Yeah. Oh well, mm. it's fun though. I enjoy yeah. it. 
Well, Mayor Ken Cannon, we, we do have to go to a break. But when we come back, uh, if you if you want to hang out for a few more minutes, might be something you want to highlight. But we do have to do a break right now. But we'll be right back with okay. more. The Salvation Army is behind the shield in just a few minutes. Hi, and welcome back to more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. And we're here with the Major Cameron Henderson with today's devotional. Sir? One of the things I'm enjoying studying is what uh, things looked like back then. Mm -hmm. Whatever back then is for what I'm studying, (laughs) right? Whether it's a New Testament passage or an Old Testament or a way Old Testament passage or whatever else. and. Um, I got such a long way to go, but I enjoy it. I enjoy the history part of it, and I enjoy the realism that this is a this scripture takes place in real places, in real times, with real people, flesh right. and blood people like yeah. us. And we're going through our real time right now. They were going through their real time now. So, what's it look like? And one of the things that David would have seen as he was working through his day. Um, is these massive structures in the Philistine, um, we might think of them as camps, but mm-hmm. that's when they're out as armies. Yeah. Philistine structures were cities. Cities were big uh, for them and at the time that David uh, was there. So the yeah. city of Gath, where Goliath was from, was an enormous city, probably with great big wide walls. Mm-hmm. They're already discovering where they thought it may have just been this small little place. They're already discovering these enormous um gateways, thinking this may have been having to be that big because maybe they actually were that big in Gath, in in, yeah. in the Philistine area. Um, and so starting to go, huh, you know, surely Scripture can't be correct, but these are some <laughs> large gates. Yeah. Anyway, so you and I, Ron, would say, uh, well, Scripture's right. That's why the gates had to be so large, but yeah. that kind of thing. But these massive walls... With these big gates, eventually they would have iron or whatever else, but bronze gates, these massive metal gates, um, as opposed to Israelites, which still lived in in villages. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were still villagers, which is why it was so easy for the Philistines to come in, grab whatever they wanted, and and leave again and go behind their walls and their gates. They lived down the hills. And uh, and so these, this is what these things would have looked like. Eventually, David and and Israel was would grow into these larger things, but uh, yeah. these larger uh, with walls and and city structures and and gates and those kinds of things. But uh, we come to a, a scripture in Psalm twenty four where David says the words, "Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of Glory in." This is from Psalm twenty four. Yeah. Familiar with that? We may have even sung songs connected with that, or mm-hmm. or whatever else, and. And you can almost see this this dialogue. You know, before you open up gates, you want to know who's at the gate. Right. Uh, it only makes sense to me. It's important. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, well, who is this king of glory? Who's at the door, effectively? Who is this king of glory? And like the answer, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord invincible in battle. Well, then open up the ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the king of glory in. Who is this king of glory? And now they're getting into this chant back and forth. The Lord of heaven's armies, he is the king of glory. And so while there may not have ever been an actual moment where people were knocking on the gate or God was knocking on the gate Mm -hmm. to open the door, in David's mind he's seeing this picture of 
open the gates and the people wanting to know, oh, who's here, you know. Yeah. I'm excited to know who's here. It's the king of glory. Well, let's open up the gates. He's the Lord, strong and mighty. Then, yes, let's open up the gates. Who is the king of glory? He's the Lord of heaven's armies. He is the king of glory. And as I read through that passage, uh, some thoughts came to my mind, just kind of thinking that through again. Again, thinking about city walls and city gates and and um, opening up the passageways and, and uh, for someone the size of the king. Open them up, not just open the physical doors so they can get in, mm-hmm. but open them up so that the king of glory can come in. Make room mm-hmm. for that kind of a figure in our space. Open them up and let them in. And so, uh, and again, in his mind, he may be thinking of these city of cities of, uh, of the city of Gath itself was a large one. There were other ones as well, large um, Philistine strongholds, these, these cities. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, just thinking through how to open those things up and allowing the king of glory to come in. Um, and you just the thought is, what could ever be closed to the king of the Lord of heaven's armies? Yeah. Uh, to the king, this Lord of heaven's armies. Um, the word there, it's used a lot. So it's one of the words, I don't, I don't know a lot of Hebrew or Greek words, but the ones that are used a lot are ones you kind of latch on to. And this yeah. one's fun. It's the Yahweh Tzabayot. Oh, wow. And uh, it is Nicely the, done. It is the, that's right. It's <laughs> the, the Lord of heaven's armies. And it's um it's just beautiful. It's the it's the one who is in control of the massive armies of heaven. Yeah. Now we think of um an an an, uh, an angel here or there, mm-hmm. but these massive armies, like the one who was probably descended upon and right amongst the shepherds that yeah. that morning, coming to see, yeah, pausing from the fight to come and see the King of Peace. Yeah. You know this baby. Anyway, but the thought is, what could ever be close to this massive king, this king of glory, this king, the Lord of heaven's armies? What could ever be close to him? Hmm. The, maybe the gate of my heart. Right. Maybe the gate of my soul hmm. could be closed to him. And the thought suddenly was, this is not a king who kicks down the door. Right. This is a king, he may kick down the door eventually. This is a king right now who says, I'm here. I'd love to come in. Yeah. Another time, another place, we might say, he's the king who says, I'm here. Would you like to come in to my kingdom? Right. Here he is, a humble, gentle, meek, powerful king who wants to come in. And potentially, our heart, our life, isn't open to him yet. And here the psalmist says, open up those gates, open up those doors. It's the king of glory. He's strong in battle. He's mighty. He's the king of glory. He's the Lord of heaven's armies. He's the king of glory. Open up the doors. Open up his gates. The scripture tells us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our soul, and mind, and our strength. And that's from way back in the beginning when God begins to give the law to his people, all the way through when Jesus is asked, what's the most important uh, commandment? And he says again, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And the question is, is the gate, is are the gate of our heart all the way open mm-hmm. to this mighty king? Yeah. 
There's a great song in our songbook. I've I've used I'll use the songbook once in a while. I used the songbook not not too long ago. Um, but it's a great chorus. It just says, Swing wide the door of your heart to the King of Kings. Bid him welcome, for wonderful peace he brings. He will shelter you under his outstretched wings. Swing wide the door of your heart to the King of Kings. It's a great chorus. Uh, the words go something like this. Are you seeking joys that will not fade? Lasting pleasure by God's mercy is made. Christ is waiting. Fullness of joy he brings. He's waiting. He doesn't drop anything on us. He's waiting. Do you want this? Swing wide the door of your heart to the King of Kings. Verse 2 says, Are you longing for perfect peace to win? Are you seeking joys that will not fade? Verse 1, verse 2. Are you longing for perfect peace, to win perfect peace? Turn to Jesus and bid him enter in. Because peace is found but under his sheltering wings. Nowhere else. Under his wings. So swing wide the door of your heart to the King of Kings. And in this third verse. And now he calls you with his wondrous voice. Bid him welcome. Make his will your choice. Hmm. Open up your heart, open up your life, your own gates to his will for your choice instead of your own. At his coming, heavenly music rings. Swing wide the door of your heart to the King of Kings. It's written by it's written by uh, uh, Sidney Cox. Um, he was a, a salvationist. Um, I guess died in 1975. My book tells me. But it goes just something simple like this. And it's a Sunday school song to me. Mm-hmm. So looking it up again was fun to read the words to the verses. Yeah. Swing wide the door to your heart to the King of Kings. Bid him welcome for wonderful peace he brings. He will shelter you under his outstretched wings. Swing wide the door of your heart to the King of Kings. And I pray you'd have a chance to do that today. Maybe you think of some places where your heart's closed or constricted from either pain or challenge or or other kinds of hurt or just stubbornness, selfishness. I want to encourage you to swing wide open the door of your heart and discover his joy that won't fade, his perfect peace, and his, um, his welcoming voice calling you to heavenly music. Amen. Praise God. And welcome back to the Salvation Numbers Behind the Shield. And again, it's me, Ron, as usual, hanging out with Major Kim Henderson, Mayor India Kincannon, as well as Beans, as always. And Beans slash Janine, you have, Janine. You, yes. you, have <laughs> you have a question for Mary Kincannon or a comment. 
Oh yeah, I was just very excited mm-hmm. hearing her talk about everything she's doing, and um, especially the Western um, Heights Beaumont project because we use that area um, for housing for our families. And I've spoken to um, a few of our families who live in that area, and they're so excited about the changes that are happening. And it's, I just love it because it's um, it's changing their lives already. Like they're, it's giving them hope just seeing what's happening in Mm. their community, just seeing that Mm -hmm. they're being thought of. Um, People can tell when their community cares about them. And I hope this sends a strong message to the residents of Western Heights and Beaumont that the city of Knoxville and I care about them. Um, And another you know, important thing that I want to convey is how much we care about all people experiencing homelessness, including Mm -hmm. our veterans. So I'm really proud to be partnering with uh, KCDC and Knox County and our state and federal partners to open uh, Liberty Place, which is going to be permanent supportive housing. Because, I mean, believe it or not, I mean, you guys know, there are people who have... uh, you know, risk their lives for our country and they're in serving in the military who end up living on the streets and no one should be living on the streets but uh, our veterans in particular uh, you know we should have the whole community helping right. make sure their needs are attended to so awesome. Liberty Place is going to yeah. be uh, a game changer for 38 veterans uh, who wow. um, need that permanent supportive housing so uh, I can't thank you all enough for all that you're doing in our community your wonderful neighbors you give me hope uh, homelessness is a big challenge, but it's a challenge that we can meet when we work together. Yeah. So thank you very much thank for very having much. me on the podcast. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll, we're praying people, so we'll continue to pray for you and for your okay. office and just for, for God wants good for our city, and, and we all want good for our city. And um, those are things that connect all in the same place. So we'll be in, in prayer for you, for your thank team, you. and uh, for the efforts for the sake of his glory, and for the sake of his people. Anyway. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. Yes. Uh, we appreciate your time today. Thank you very much, Sean. You were very generous with your time. And you have a lovely office. I love this thing. Uh, ah. The great view um, and uh, of the, the, the Regal building over there. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, so it's great overlooking the bridge and the river. But anyways, thank you very much. Your, your staff has had been excellent, very helpful, and... I don't remember the name of the lady that's at the front desk out there. Sarah. Sarah. She She's makes fantastic. a mean cup of coffee. Okay, I good, to know. Yes, good to know. Yes, yes. That's really why yeah. we came, I think. A, yeah. I th- yes, well, I will be back. I'll yeah. just wander in for coffee. Well, stay in touch if, you know, if there's ever anything we can do to uh, you know, help you guys do the good work that you're doing. We're all part of the same effort. Yes, ma'am. Thanks yes. very much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. If you have an idea for a guest or for any questions about the show, reach out to us at ron.day at uss.salvationarmy.org. Or you can visit salvationarmysoundcast.org forward slash BTS for more information.